You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? Kels Charles Rayburn here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy fr- Oh, oh, what is that? What is that? No. A, flag? a flag? Another one? Yes. Insert the you get a flag, and you get a flag, and you get a flag. Everybody gets a flag. I that was terrible. I, I hate to lead the show off by talking about the refs, but what happened? It's kind of unavoidable at this point. It was 28 flags. I think I lost my voice a little bit from screaming, but in total, this, this, this ref, this referee crew, they, they called 33 penalties, 28 were accepted. And in total, the Cowboys had 166 penalty yards which is record setting but for all the wrong reasons yeah you know we really wanted an exciting game yesterday didn't know it was going to be us against the refs but hey (laughs) I was like how sure are we that Dan Dan Blino Dan (laughs) that's what we're calling him from now on (laughs) Dan Blandino was not on the field like cannot confirm because it sure as hell felt like it at times just saying I'm just saying yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I don't like, you know, having the refs are against us narrative, but it just seemed that any time that we were trying to get something really cooking out there that they, uh, you know, were there to stifle it. And then when we were looking for a very obvious uh, pass interference, it, um, the flags were not flying at that point. I was like, this is when I could use one, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, let me just preface all this commentary really quickly by saying this. I don't believe in calling out the refs and saying, you know, they're the, the, the reason why these teams, you know, will lose a game. But the problem with what happened yesterday was that <clears throat> there were a significant amount of penalties called. I mean, it, it started to get ridiculous where even people were just like, Hey, we're Cowboys fans, but like, what was that call against the Raiders? Yeah. Like it was absurd. And then on top of it, there were several moments in the game that were significantly impacted by the insertion of a referee. And like that to me is what's disappointing when you walk away from your game, a game and you're like, Oh, I hate that happened. And knowing that it felt like at times there wasn't really much my team could have done about that to change the course of, of that, you know, that outcome if you will and so I don't know 
I just was a little disappointed in that. That was a bummer for sure. Well, and the fact that McCarthy even said like when this crew got moved over to this game, he was like, they had to prepare for that. And this is still what happened. Oh God. I missed that entirely. That's yeah. Telling. Like that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I will say though, <clears throat> the one thing that, you know, for better or for worse, no, for worse. Um, I, it was very interesting to watch the Raiders adjust their game plan or what seemingly mm-hmm. looked like they were adjusting their game plan based off of the officiating. And I say that because, you know, Anthony Brown's a perfect example. Yes. Poor guy had a career worst game yesterday. I mean, it was just incredible what it was. It was like people were targeting him. He had, he was flagged four times for pass interference, all of them being on third down. I mean, it was just his, the Cowboys had 166 penalty yards, but then you look at, you look at the tallies for the ones that were Brown's responsibility per se specifically. And he's got, I mean, damn near two thirds of them. And one of them that's setting up, you know, the field goal at the end. So it just, I felt like Anthony Brown's had an incredible season thus far, especially in light of, you know, what he has been to this team in years past. And so I want to make sure I give him credit for that. And then there's a lot of, you know, controversy over several of the calls that were, you know, thrown his way. But, but what's crazy is that it felt like the Raiders keyed in on the fact that he was on the losing end of those, of those, you know, referee decisions. And so they just started like zoning in on him and like targeting him. And I was, I was, it, I, I hate that for him. I hate that for him. Yeah, no, I, it was, it was smart on their part for sure. <clears throat> it's just, it's crazy to me. He didn't have any, um, what am I trying to say? Interference calls. Yeah. all season this and then he had four yeah yeah like and hey good on him for recognizing um like that was the better matchup to play on and um you know he was even just like he was exploiting any any sort of like uh coverage and just throwing it in there yeah. and he was getting the calls for it and i mean that's smart i feel like we we're a little uh, timid, I guess. Like, well, we weren't even attempting to do any like fourth down conversions. I know some of them wouldn't like work, would have been crazy. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like the 59 yard field goal just didn't seem like even like, I don't know. <laughs> like well, flabbergasted. Uh, yeah, for sure. Can we talk about Micah Parsons for a minute? Because I feel always, like I always was, want to talk about him. This was a bright spot in the game. I'll, I mean, it w- it was the second consecutive week when we're watching this. In- I don't even know what to call him. Like human cheat code. Like he's incredible. Um, put his hand on the ground and rush the quarterback from yeah. the outside. And if we, I, I think this isn't the- a great comparison, but it's not the worst comparison. How about that? <laughs> Let me copy it <laughs> quickly. <laughs> but if we even saw like moving a guy like Terrence Steele from the left to the right side or the right to the left side. Right. And how, you know, these guys have to kind of relearn a position because solely based on the fact that they're, you know, facing a different direction, their hand movements have to be different. 
you know, they're facing different types of players, get it. But that's, I feel like there's a similar sentiment for a guy like Micah Parsons to go and play linebacker and then go put your hand on the ground. And I know there's some similarities, but again, like the, it feels like there's not a drop-off when he changes position. In fact, you know, it was, they definitely gave Derek Carr more time than he should have had. Um, but at the end, he notches his ninth sack in a rookie season. I believe he passed a Marcus Ware's record. I mean, it's just incredible, like what this kid is coming out here and able to do. I loved his comment at the end of the game, and I'm sure you saw this, but, <laughs> and I just, if this doesn't make you love him anymore, I mean, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> because he goes, I think we should be playing football, not tag. <laughs> I was obsessed with that. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us how you really feel, my friend. Like, okay. He, he also said, I believe like later on that he, um, they were talking about that one play that he ended up with a penalty on, but he was like, I was just sitting there and I saw the quarterback back there and I was like, I'm going to go get him. (laughs) It's like, yes, you are. Yes. And th- like, that is something that you you're missing, not from him, but like with Randy Gregory, not on the field and Demarcus Lawrence, like he's finding these situations where those guys would be all over the quarterback. And he's like, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, despite Micah being a bright spot in the game, I'm sure you guys have all read the recaps, but some of the stats coming out of it are a bit shocking and I'm not one to want to live and die by the stat sheet, but 509 yards uh, for of offense for uh, the Raiders is shocking. Um, And that's not even including those yards for penalties. So, I mean, we're talking over 600 yards, people like that's insane. It's uh, ESPN stats and info. Like I, I love and hate these, especially I hate them obviously when my team's losing, but um, there's only two other defenses in the last 40 seasons to allow a game like that. Uh, and the others are the 2018 Jets and the 1989 Steelers. So golf cup for us, I guess. I mean, uh, it's such a, it's crazy to me coming off of a performance like for them um, after last week where yeah. they were, they kept the Kansas city chiefs who I would argue are the, obviously a better offense. Um, yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah. And they, they had them, they had them um, like pinned the whole time. Basically yeah. we really like shot ourselves in the foot on offense and that's why we lost that game. But this was just all over the place. Like the offense was able to sort of get things going. Um, but just, yeah, they t- really took advantage of the defense and I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let me say a couple of things. I want to, again, like make sure we are not going out here and saying it was the referee's fault because at the end of the day, you know, despite all of that, this team has to be able to fight through adversity and be able to, to play their game well enough that they can overcome things like that. Because ultimately let's face it, the Raiders had just as many penalties. And I know that some of the moments were different, but again, like it, it feels like a cheap narrative to solely lean into the referee. So I agree. I hate how that shook out for us. I hate that some of these moments and these plays were called dead because of 
a referee and it just impacted us in crazy negative ways. But what I hate more is looking at some of the product that we personally, this team put on the field. I mean, I, we know this is a hot button topic for me, but special teams was special. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> your favorite topic. <laughs> and it's things like that where it's consistency is so key. It matters. It just does. And that, that problem has to be fixed and I'm not calling for anyone's head at all, but it's just, it's, it's do your job. And that just has to, they have to tighten up because it's, it's one game. It's great. The other next game it's fine. And then now it's like, oh, I mean, it didn't like, it's not the end of the world, but like we, we should have had more points on the board, but when the game comes down to overtime, we needed those points on the board, you know? So like that matters. And that just, it irks me. It, it, it bums me out. And you look at like time of possession where <clears throat> this literally we, this defense, we couldn't as much as swag guy Dan has been just dialing it up this season. They couldn't get the Raiders off the field. Time of possession matters when you're looking at, you know, breaking down a game. I think it's one of the one true telling stats. If you want to just take something off a piece of paper, the Raiders had the ball for 39 minutes. The Cowboys had it for 26 and a half. So, you know, it's really tough to put points on the board when your offense isn't even seeing the field for a significant portion of that. And so I think that, you know, those to me are a couple of things. And then, and then, if you look on the offensive side of things, this Raiders rush defense is nothing. I mean, they haven't been, they they're, they're not good. They're just not good. And the, the Cowboys rush that we should in general be able to be a pretty productive backfield. Um, it concerns me. I hope Zeke's okay. 
Yeah. Because they average 3.2 yards a carry. And, you know, I mean, Zeke ends up with nine carries for 25 yards. He did have a touchdown, but we all know that was like, you know, let's tiptoe in basically. Yeah. Um, And I just feel like I'm a little worried. Pollard's amazing. And like he can step up and, and he's incredible, but I just, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm feeling like we're struggling to be at full health in terms of the rushing game, because otherwise I don't quite know what to attribute the lack of production to. So that's another area of concern for me. I feel like this, the depth offensively that we have with, you know, the receiving options, not just our wide receivers, but our tight ends is a really awesome bright spot. But ultimately I think not having some of the starters out there, I know not having some of the starters out there hurt us, but we do have more than serviceable weapons. And I think Dak Prescott needs to be able to take advantage of those and to truly be the elite quarterback that I think Cowboys fans know he can be and know he is at times and is on his way towards. I think you have to be able to take lemons and make some freaking lemonade. Yeah. Um, speaking of frustrations, the, uh, the O-line, like moving everybody around, it's just, that's not, it's not it. <laughs> it's not it. It's not it. That wasn't okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I am very interested in uh, the logic. I- I'm, I'm not. A I don't think there was logic. <laughs> I just you could clearly see that wasn't working. <laughs> I'm not even a, I'm not a coach. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are we doing here? Why like just throwing Connor Williams in on third downs? Like, what is this? Okay, so I was actually looking at McCarthy's post-game conversations. He was salty. As he should be. Like, as he should be for himself and, and what his team did. But also, obviously, we know the circumstances. Um, but yeah, like this team is in, a, is in a downward trajectory. And what I've learned is that apparently the AFC West um, owns the Cowboys, at least this season. So I hate that part. Um, but genuinely, you talk about the O-line. I actually, I need to talk. I need to text Duke Manyweather and get his thoughts on this because I would love uh, to get his opinions on, you know, continuity throughout the game. We talk about in-game inju- adjustments all the time. And I know, like, obviously, if we're talking about, like, Adrian Claiborne, whatever season that was, where he's just straight up murdering your quarterback, like, yeah, yeah. we probably need to make a switch if we can make a switch in-game. But I do wonder if there are certain elements to the game, like the O-line, that is, you know, we always are hearing the, 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 the conversations around that they need to have continuity, and that's so important, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But then does, does that just, like, totally mess up the vibe when you do – make switches in game with a position group like that. I, I don't know. I don't know. Lyle Collins needs to be starting <laughs> every time. Why are you doing this? Oh, <clears throat> it just feels like a freak punishment for like having a suspension. Yeah. I, uh, I, the ex- explanation that was given for the Collins and Williams, Connor Williams rotations. And we all know Connor Williams is the most penalized player in the league. Um, there's a joke I'm sure to be made about Connor Williams 
penalties this season and then the game yesterday with all the penalties like yeah. a, marriage, a marriage made in heaven or something like that <laughs> uh someone made hell into it <laughs> to me <laughs> but, but mccarthy was saying you know we've got this really tough stretch coming up in terms of quantity of games that were fitting into a small window which by the way that is every i think i was talking to david he said most teams have that so it's just ours comes around thanksgiving so anyways neither here nor there you have to game plan accordingly i think you you know mike's trying to be look at me talking about like mike i don't talk about <laughs> I got mike mike like I, i'm just like yeah mike and i'm like i'm texting mike no i don't guys i don't talk to mike mccarthy coach mccarthy anyways <laughs> flex <laughs> um, um i feel like he was talking about trying to just manage them in terms of you know, time because they want to be able to keep guys fresh throughout this stretch. And so that's why they were thinking we'd give them more third down looks. I don't know. I mean, again, you just don't need to do that with Lyle. Like, you he's to- not the one who's he's like- not it. He's not it, fam. <laughs> I'm sorry, but leaving like taking him in and out, like is not a service to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think overall, <clears throat> um, I felt like if I had to just kind of give my elevator, you know, pitch on what <laughs> the hell happened yesterday, I think it would be, listen, the Raiders are a, a good team. I don't think they're a great team. Um, I think that, you know, this run game needs a little help. I think that there's some injuries, unresolved injuries that need to kind of get back to full strength back there. I think that Prescott needs to tighten up in, in areas where this team truly needs him. I think he's incredible. And I think he's on the way. I'm not, you know, ever going to run him into the ground because again, like I actually try to do um, some actual research before I give informed takes. (laughs) I'm not just out of like anger and, you know, this receiving core, I think that, it's it again, when you miss your, your X and your Y <laughs> let's face it, guys, that matters, but we it do does. have depth. It is encouraging to know that it would just be ideal if we didn't have to have our bench be on the field full time due to, you know, injuries and whatever else, um, special teams to me again, that's a tighten it up boys. And, um, I don't have words for officiating. Nothing to do with this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. This is a family program. This is a family program. <laughs> I will say though, can I can I be a big lame and a big sap here for a minute? Do it. Okay. As you guys know, but like I'm obviously a massive Cowboys fan. But Basachia used to work for the Cowboys. If you guys remember, I'm sure you do. A lot of you do. Um, <laughs> special teams coordinator for a hot minute. And um, when I was working for the team full time, he was obviously on staff and I, it was definitely like a very bittersweet game for me yesterday because I have become like close with him and his family over the years. But I say that because I just think that what that team is going through right now is hell. And for what he has been able to do, whether or not he retains that head coaching position in my personal opinion, has been impressive and takes a true leader. And I, I, I admire him in what he's, in what he's not just been able to do, but like this guy does this all the time and people are just seeing it now, but he's, he's the kind of guy that does these grandiose acts for his team where he's, you know, leading them out of the fire that is, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders right now, but also he's the same guy who 
Kelsey Charles as like a 22 year old intern or who who's who's trying to get a job at the team stays and works over Thanksgiving and he's like hey you know come have Thanksgiving dinner with my family because we want to make sure that like no one no matter like what you do for the team is like alone on the holidays like that is why Rich Pistachio will always have a fan of me like I'm little low life nothing and he's like no like we want to make sure like, you know, thanks for everything you guys are doing. Like make sure you have a place to have Thanksgiving. And, you know, I know you're trying to get this job and trying to work and blah, blah, blah. But like, we want to make sure like no one's alone today. And I don't know, like I just, if I have to lose, I hate losing and I hate losing to the Raiders and I don't like the Raiders typically, but it kind of is like a little low key moral victory for a guy like that, who I think deserves an opportunity and it would be cool if things worked out for him to retain that head coaching gig the end that was cute thank you (laughs) his daughter was trying to get me to wear black yesterday i'm like that's a bit far we're we've we've crossed the line now we've definitely crossed the line my friend you're doing too much sweetie (laughs) um can i also get your thoughts on um, the halftime performance, because I don't know about you, man, the Cowboys have stepped up their game in recent years. Like last year was Kane Brown. This year we get Luke Combs, like not too shabby. I mean, you know, I love Luke Combs. So I was ecstatic and he did a great job. I, the, the problem being like, you know, those are definitely made for TV performances. I was like, I can't hear what part of song we're on. Like, yeah, yeah. But I did go back and watch it today because of who I am as a person. Yeah, um, of course you did. Because <laughs> I'm a masochist. Yeah. And then I wanted to see Luke Combs too. Yes. I was watching that game all over again. Like, where did we go wrong? <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was, it was amazing on TV. So I was like, loving it. That's awesome. Yeah. Nothing I mean, more iconic than a little Luke Combs and some DCC, baby. I mean, truly. Like, the Red Kettle Kickoff is always one of my favorites. And yeah, I think you're right. Like it's obviously always made for the national TV, but yeah, it's literally made for national TV and yeah, it's hilarious. If you've ever gone to, I feel like these halftime performances are a lot more just tied to big games nowadays, but halftime performances are very funny. And honestly, also an incredible feat. Like you literally, so my first ever, I, my first ever, internship and job with the Cowboys was, is, was in like broadcast and production. And it gave me a little bit more of a behind the scenes look of really what it takes and what goes into all this stuff. It's incredible. You guys, I mean, I think they had like 14 seconds to transition the stage onto the field, like 14 seconds. They were moving. Something I was like, absurd. do you, any of y'all want a job yeah. on the field? <laughs> Correct. And not only that, but like they have to line up, you know, the start and end times with the network. So they've got like the in-game people, the in-stadium people connected to the musicians themselves in a headset connected to the networks. And if anything goes wrong, they'll be so quick to write Jerry a fine. And they'll be like, all right, you know, Mr. Jones, you owe us X, Y, Z for like 0.5 seconds of lag here. It's, it's, unbelievable what these teams are able to pull off when they're doing these halftime performances for like what 30 seconds I mean it's on it's it felt like it was no time at all given the short week would you say that they got more practice than the Cowboys did? (laughs) (laughs) 
Honestly, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I just hope, I know this didn't happen, but like, it makes me laugh because the Cowboys are such just ballers when it comes to entertainment industry things. And this halftime is always a big deal. And so they have to go um, practice. They, they do like sound check and things like that the day before Thanksgiving, like a final sound check. And I always kind of like laugh to myself. I'm like, God, I hope Mike McCarthy wants to come to the field today. And, and he has to call Jerry and Jerry's like, you need to just, you need to give me 15 minutes and then we'll clear it out for you. <laughs> <laughs> like scheduling around like this, like massive entertainer. Um, we all know that football is the number one thing though. Don't worry guys. That was a joke. Um, but it is pretty impressive what this team juggles um, you know, with all the things that they've got going on. So anyways, um, <clears throat> I know that was a tough game guys, but can, should we, should we tell everyone that we're thankful for them? <laughs> I, <laughs> is the podcast we do that? Is our Thanksgiving episode? I'm thankful for, um, for <laughs> Parsons. <laughs> she had to think. Had to do a little I'm bit. thankful for everyone at blogging the boys and everyone who listens to all the shows on blogging the boys. I would be really thankful if Deshaun Jackson would retire. Thank you. Me too. Forgot to mention that. Good call. We're big Um, on. Yeah. And you. Ah, well, (laughs) um, on top of all that, let's add Aiden Diggs to the the mix. He's national. Oh my God. Yeah actual national treasure that he the the line about being thankful to all the quarterbacks who threw him his dad a ball <laughs> so not thankful for Derek Carr noted <laughs> correct correct but everyone else would have been uh, nice oh my gosh it would have been amazing uh anyways yeah uh to, to just add on to that sentiment we really do appreciate you guys tuning in I know that you have a lot of places where you can get your Cowboys news and we realize that um, it's a team a lot of people like want to talk about. So we're grateful for you guys being here and y'all have always been so supportive to us. And um, it's, it's pretty cool. We're able to do to be an all female podcast uh, talking about the Cowboys. I think we're one of the few, uh, if not the only, so that's pretty badass and amazing that you guys have um, decided this is something that you want to be a part of. So um, appreciate all of y'all. Hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving outside of uh, the final score. That's okay, though. We will regroup. No more AFC West teams on the schedule, guys, which is a very positive thing in my mind. And um, if you're going to New Orleans, I believe a, a one Megan Murray might, might actually be there. Oh, I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, with bells on. Mm-hmm. So come find me. <laughs> Hot tip, guys. I promise I'm not a bad luck charm. I promise. Yeah. I was actually, I'm, I didn't want to say it because I feel like both of us have been in a lot of L's this 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 year. It's fine, though. I've but been at some tip. wins, too. Let's Lest we forget. Correct. You have. Can't say that for myself. Um, but I hot tip, if you want to hang with Megan Murray, it won't be on Bourbon Street. Sorry in advance. No, I will. I <laughs> actually, I unfortunately do have to make, or I have to go there for a little bit, but I will promptly leave. Okay. Got it. Well, um, so holler at Meg, if you're hanging out in New Orleans. Please do. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We do appreciate it. Hopefully you are spending your time with your friends and family or doing something that makes you feel good this weekend. We realize that this weekend is not always the same for everyone. So acknowledging whatever that looks like for you. Um, but make sure you're subscribed to the blog and the boys podcast, wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. You can also hang out with Megan and I on social media. I am on Twitter at 
Kelsey underscore Charles, also on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles and Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on everything. And th- since this is a very um, foul forward week, did you like that? Please say you like that. <laughs> that was a very Megan Murray moment for me. And like I had to call it out and give myself credit. All right. Uh, <laughs> this sentiment feels more appropriate than ever, Megan. It is going to be Dallas forever, Philly for never. Birds are not real, my friends. Birds are not real unless they're turkey. But if you are Aaron Como from Fox 5 DC, I I don't know what that is, but that is not a bird, my friend. Bye, guys. Support for this show comes from Vanta. Dealing with loads of spreadsheets, juggling different tools, and having to do manual security checks, it can be a headache to keep up with today's compliance and security programs. Vanta is the trust management platform that wants to simplify things and bring all your trust-building efforts under one roof, making growth smoother for your whole organization. Vanta lets you automate up to 90% of compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, HIPAA, and more strengthen security posture and reduce third-party risk get one thousand dollars off vanta when you go to vanta.com slash vox that's vanta.com slash vox for one thousand dollars off vanta more to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.